Hi, I'm Glenn. And I'm Jim. And welcome to the Backstage Roadshow. That's right, today we are actually recording on the road. We are en route to get to an interview that we have scheduled for an episode that will be aired after this one. So while we're en route to the theater to record the interview, we decided, well, let's uh, take the time while we're sitting in the car to actually record another episode. And in this case, today's topic is related to being on the road, specifically getting to theaters. Getting to theaters, getting equipment to theaters, to and from theaters. It's all about transportation. Correct. The transportation show. The road show. I thought it was the backstage show. It's all of these things. Glenn. Okay. So that would explain all the background noise that you're probably hearing, which is a little bit unusual for our standard episodes. And if I'm a little quieter, it's because I'm the one doing the driving. Yes, Glenn is driving. He's the one who also has to navigate, or at least the car is navigating for us, but... If you hear any sudden swerves or screeches or traffic accidents, God forbid, we didn't cause them. <laughs> call 911, tell them to come to our aid two weeks ago. <laughs> right, okay, anyway, so, as an actor, as a director, as a crew member, you will obviously, when you commit to doing a community theater production, will have to figure out how you're getting there, or where you're, as we alluded to in a previous episode, where you're willing to actually go to get to a theater. Yeah, how far you're willing to go, and then there's the whole finding the theater part. Yes. Uh, in our experience, many of the community theaters that we have worked at are kind of in somewhat out-of-the-way locations. A little off-the-beaten-path. Yeah. Uh, I'd say at least three or four theaters that I've worked at fairly often are kind of tucked away in the middle of a residential neighborhood. Yeah, instance. that does seem to happen a lot with these. And to that effect, for one thing, finding them, the GPS might not be entirely accurate as far as the exact location of the place, especially if it's kind of disguised with what other buildings are around it. And on top of that, parking typically around some of these theaters might be a little tricky. Particularly when they're in a residential neighborhood, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, you might be dealing with trying to find a theater that's even wedged between two houses and may not immediately have uh, adjacent parking available. And even if they have street parking, I know some theaters have an agreement with the neighborhood that they don't park on the street. So it's always best, I think, to to contact the theater ahead of time unless you're sure. A lot of times the theaters will tell you where to park on their website. Yeah, that's... Anytime, if it's a theater you've never worked at before, I, I would definitely recommend going to the website, finding out uh, specific instructions about when you get there, where to park things of those nature. They may actually give some of that information if it's an audition notice because mm -hmm. an audition notice might be published in other venues that venues that may not be directly related to their website per se or they might point you to the website for more information. Right. Or sometimes for auditions the instructions might be slightly different as opposed to if you're a patron going there. That's also true. And short of that, you can contact the director if they give you that information or the theater itself. They'll usually have contact information on their website if they don't have information on where to park and where to go. Yeah, and there can be different rules, say, for going to an audition at a theater or going to rehearsal at a theater versus show performance conditions. Exactly. I know, for example, Barley Sheaf, which is where I always go for example. There's Your old this, Barley Sheaf. Yes. 
they actually have a parking lot behind the theater that holds like you know a half a dozen cars there's another one right across from the theater that holds a half a dozen cars but those fill up obviously extremely quickly so while that's fine for auditions and for rehearsals usually might not be fine for rehearsals if you have a large cast exactly and then there's another parking lot up the street that they uh, rent from a church right and that's the larger parking lot so certainly during shows they ask you not to park behind the theater or across from the theater so there's certain rules where it's different when you're rehearsing a show than when the show is actually running well that's a good point about kind of emphasizing the community and community theater because of limited parking um, capacities a lot of these theaters have they frequently have to make special arrangements with yep. either the residents or if there are other businesses or churches nearby to make arrangements to potentially use other parking facilities or to be able to park on the other streets nearby. And sometimes they're donated to the theater. You know, they just allow them to use it. Other times theaters will rent the parking lots. And that can be tricky too because depending on what type of parking lot you're talking about, let's say it's a church, for example, compared to the performance schedule of the show, okay, it's fine, say, for a, a week... Um, an evening performance because more than likely the church is probably not going to have activities going on at the time. Mm -hmm. But if it's, say, a matinee performance, that could very well interfere with church services. Definitely. So those are tricky logistics sometimes that have to be dealt with. Going back to my frequent standby village players of Hatboro, so rehearsals, for rehearsals and auditions, anybody can park in their lot. But for performances, all of the uh, cast and crew have to park on a side street because they want to keep the lot open for the patrons coming in. And every theater is a little bit different. Indeed. Forge Theater, for example, there's there was a classic rule, don't park on First Avenue. Yep. Which applied for everybody. Yeah, and they have had people that have parked on First Avenue to go to the shows, and neighbors have walked in to the theater and interrupted a performance to get people to move their cars. So while that is just a friendly agreement, the neighbors often have held them to it. So... Definitely find out what the rule is at the theater you're going to. Absolutely. Unfortunately, because of those rules, you may find that where you have to park to get to the theater might be a bit of a distance away, so you may have to walk a block or two. And you may need to factor that into your timing. Correct. Speaking of timing and getting to the theater, another consideration to take into is traffic. Yeah. I mean, uh, depending on when your rehearsals or performances are, you may have a very different traffic pattern for your rehearsals than you do for the performances, and you may need to allot extra time for your performances or maybe for your rehearsals. Yeah, say a typical uh, rehearsal schedule more than likely is going to involve a couple weeknights, perhaps a, commonly a start time of 7, 7.30, possibly even earlier when you're talking about going into tech week because mm -hmm. of preparations that need to be made before uh, actually running the tech or the dress rehearsal. So you more than likely are going to have to deal with some amount of rush hour traffic in those situations. Whereas performances are usually a little bit later. Your call time is typically going to be 7 or 7.30. Right, but on a Friday traffic, yeah, on a know. Friday performance, you're still more than likely going to have to deal with uh, some level of rush hour conditions. But probably not the same as you have for rehearsals. Probably not. Also, depending on the time of year, say if it's sometime in the summer, then maybe Friday rush hour traffic, for instance, might be a little bit lighter than normal if people are taking long weekends. It's also going to depend on where the theater is. and Basically, the bottom line is plan ahead, and you're better off being early than being late. Yeah, and that's why most theaters 
for performance uh, performances in particular will have call times that seem like they're absurdly early relative to when the show actually starts. Build it a little padding. Yeah, usually a lot of padding because I don't know what your experience has been, but it, I've found that probably at least once a production, somebody's going to be running late for... Yeah. <laughs> might not actually, for whatever reason, they might be held up and might not be able to make it till 15, 20 minutes before opening. And that's when the stage manager starts to panic. Yeah. Uh, that, that's frequently why they have sign-in sheets yeah. backstage so that uh, the stage manager can keep track of who's actually here and who they need to potentially call to find out when are you getting here. Mm-hmm. Again, so just plan accordingly, uh, keeping in mind that you will have to allow yourself enough time to get to both rehearsals and performances, simple as that. Yep, or your stage manager will berate you. <laughs> so I th- I'll take this opportunity, I guess, to talk a little bit about my own experience with getting to theaters. And I'll put it in the perspective, I couldn't really think of anything specifically, some weird occurrences that happened as I was trying to get to a specific rehearsal or performances, but or performance. But I always I, have weird occurrences to talk about. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to your weird occurrences in a moment. <laughs> I figure it'd be maybe better to lead in with this. Kind of, sort of what my pattern was as far as choosing which theaters I wanted to uh, work at or was willing to work at. And it had a lot to do with proximity and specifically the commute in particular. So the first show, as we mentioned before, the first show I actually got in community theater was a show that Glenn directed, Hotline. And at the time, that was my first time at any community theater, but it was specifically my first time at Forge Theater, which was in Phoenixville. And at the time, I was working in Malvern, so getting to Phoenixville from there was about a 15-minute drive, which made it very convenient for me. I don't know if that those kinds of considerations ever came up with you well, deciding... <laughs> At the time that I was directing Hotline, I believe I was living in Delaware and had oh, about really? 40, 45. But I was working in Berwyn. Okay, so that's so also like 15 minutes away. It was close to your work. Yes. I thought you... I might have moved I by thought then. you'd moved by that point. I might have. I, I thought I remembered you living nearby there at around the time we did Hotline. But yeah, anyway. I might have been an extant by then. Okay. Um, so it was very convenient for me during the week to be able to just leave work and get to uh, weeknight evening rehearsals. A little bit less convenient if we had weekend rehearsals or weekend performances, but I didn't remember there being too many of those, honestly. Uh, yeah, I don't know, because I know it was, you know, a one-act and a show of three one-acts, so I don't think we had the three-day-a-week rehearsals with that. No, we had a pretty sparse schedule very yeah. early on. I'd say, like, maybe even until a month, a month and a half before. Probably. At any rate, it was very convenient for me to get there, and then I could just head home from there as little bit longer to get home from there, maybe a half hour or so at the time. Then the next place that I uh, worked at was Playcrafters in Skipback, and it wasn't extremely close to where I lived or where I worked at the time, but it was not too far off from the way I would normally take to get home, so that wasn't too bad. The Thacton was a similar situation. It was kind of in between the two. When I started later working at Village Players of Hatboro, that was a little bit more of a commute. Uh, especially when I first started working there, I was still working in Malvern at the time, so that made it... That's a bit of a haul. Yeah, uh, it kind of really was at the time. Uh, when I changed jobs and I was I was working a little bit closer there, but still it probably took me 40 minutes to get over there. And I still continue to work there, even though it's not exactly the closest theater to me anymore. Hmm. I guess you get attached to certain places and used to working there established yeah established exactly so but 
<laughs> now anymore when I think about doing a production, I have to be willing to accept the commute. Mm -hmm. Recognizing, okay, I'm going to be dedicating uh, maybe two or three months of three nights a week of getting driving a half hour or more each way to get to this place. It is not a small commitment. No, it is not. So that's just kind of over time how I ended up at the theaters that I ended up at. Mm -hmm. I do. I did want to mention that I know of some people who have really dealt with very long commutes or perhaps made arrangements to stay locally to work at a certain theater. Right. Well, like as I mentioned, when I did first start doing theater, it was also at Forge in Phoenixville, and I was living in Wilmington, Delaware. So that was a minimum of 45 minutes. But that was pretty much my commute because I was working in Berwyn, and I just was working with somebody who was involved at Forge and got me involved in there. And then, you know, like you say, you kind of get used to working somewhere, you get established, and that's where I stayed for a while. And then I ended up moving closer because it was, you know, my commute for work was ridiculous. And I was doing the theater, so all of my life was up in that area. Right. So it just make, did, didn't make sense to stay in Delaware. We sucked you back in yes. to Pennsylvania. And then eventually I discovered Barley Sheaf, which was even closer to where I ended up moving to. And then I moved further away. So, yeah. Indeed. So, Glenn, yeah. uh, you want to tell us some more about these uh, ex specific experiences well, that yeah. you had well, on One your I think I wrote travels. down on there uh, with traveling was... You know, I think we've both worked at some theaters that were a little further away, and I had uh, an audition and got into a show at uh, Stagecrafters, which is in Chestnut Hill, Philadelphia, which is uh, a great theater, particularly from an audience perspective. And it was uh, Dial M for Murder, which was a show that really interested me. So I'm like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll give this a shot. It was about, I, I don't know, I'd say 45 minutes away, 40 minutes uh, on the turnpike. So it was, it was far, but... Hey, we're on the turnpike now. Yes, we are. Different area of it. Yeah. So I had one night where, for whatever reason, I hadn't written down that I had a rehearsal. I, I didn't think that I had one. So I didn't go. And I got a call and said, hey, you're, you're not at rehearsal. You, you know, you're supposed to be here. I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, I can come, but it'll take me an hour to get there. And, yeah, they said, come. So I had a, you know get myself together and hop in the car and I think I was driving far too fast on the turnpike to get there. Like right now. <laughs> I'm driving the speed limit now. Oh, okay. Right? Precisely. I, I uh, think. Yes. If anybody asks, I'm driving the speed limit or below. Okay. Sorry, it's probably a little loud now we're going over a bridge. <laughs> uh, heading into Jersey. So yeah, th that was a bit of, I, I, I don't even know what the right word is, but having to just pop into the car on a night where you're all relaxed and sitting at home and driving for 45 minutes is, is a bit much, but you, you have to be prepared to do that kind of thing. <laughs> or drive over bridges. Exactly. Does it ever... <laughs> this is kind of a side note, but does it ever freak you out a little bit driving over a bridge? I, I don't have a problem with bridges. Okay. <laughs> tunnels. I don't like tunnels. Tunnels, yeah. That, I feel trapped in a tunnel. Yeah, I, I can relate. So the other, I have another turnpike experience. That was the first full-length show that I directed was at uh, Forge that was Getting Away with Murder. And I had gone up to see my parents in, uh, they're in northern New Jersey, uh, the, the weekend before our first set construction. And our first set construction was, I, I assume, on a Saturday morning. And I guess I had gone up on Friday night or whatever, and I, and I got up from uh, my, sorry, we're coming up on our exit, so I'm getting a little distracted with my story. <laughs> But I, I came up on, 
got up in the morning, hopped in the car to come to the rehearsal, and it was a little bit rainy, it was just kind of starting to rain, and I went to switch lanes on the turnpike, my car hydroplaned, hit the barrier, flipped over, and like kind of shattered my arm. So, no biggie. Yeah, no biggie. But literally on the way to my first set construction as a director, I totaled my car. Wow. Yeah. And had to be taken to the hospital. Yes, and I was there overnight. And the uh, the funny part about this is the show Getting Away with Murder, uh, it has a bunch of psychiatry patients that are all showing up at this office expecting to see their doctor. But their their doctor is maybe dead, maybe not, and they all think that, that he's testing them. <laughs> so my cast and crew thought I was testing them by not showing up. Wow. But no, I was in the hospital. How meta. Yes. <laughs> All right, here's our exit. I know I have other stories. What are my other stories written down there? <laughs> forgetting things. Forgetting things. Oh, okay, so I had... Uh, Not forgetting go rehearsal, but forgetting yes. to bring things with you that you need yeah, for Yeah, because rehearsal. I had one show where I was wearing... I, I had two pairs of glasses. I, I wear glasses. I had two pairs that I switched back and forth between, just depending on my mood. Uh, and I was wearing... I was switching them during the show, because this was uh, Alice in Wonderland, and the way the script is written, it's a bunch of actors who are then playing the characters in Alice in Wonderland, and they transform on stage. So I had my one pair of glasses as the actor, and then I was playing the white rabbit, I would switch to my other pair of glasses. So you had two character glasses. Yes, yeah, so I had two character glasses. But I left the one pair at home on a show night. So the decision had to be made, do I just wear the same ones, or do I try to get home in it? And I said, you know what? I don't have to be on right away. I'm here early enough, I'm gonna drive home. How and far did you live from the theater? Um, that was at Barley Street, so probably 20 minutes. That's not so 15, bad. 20 minutes. So there was enough time. I mean, like, I made it in, and I still had enough time to, you know, breathe. But that was a bit harrowing, so my advice on that is make sure you bring your props with you every day if you're bringing them home. Yeah, that, that that's um, not just props, but costume pieces in general. Yeah. Uh, I, if it's something, it, it, in general, if it's possible to... Leave it there. Leave it there. Sure. So that way you don't have to worry about forgetting to bring it back with you. I mean, if it's something that you need to use outside of the performance, then you can't help it. Like the glasses, yeah. Um, but yeah, that just kind of adds a risk factor, as Glenn pointed out, of forgetting to bring it with you one night. And yeah, not and generally it. you're going to be bringing your costumes home once a week to wash them, I would hope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, assuming that there isn't somebody, a uh, costume person, or yep, somebody in the true. crew who handles the laundry part of it. That can happen. In case uh, you're wondering why it got quiet, we got off the turnpike. Yeah, uh, a lot less road noise now. Yeah. <laughs> and we're at a stoplight, which also helps. Yes. There's actually one other thing I wanted to mention about the commute time to theater. Huh? It, as an actor in particular, it's something you can use to your advantage. And one way I've done that is helping to get off book. Yes. I, I actually, the only way I seem to be able to memorize my lines is in the car. Right. So if you take the time to record record talking through the script mm -hmm. saying all the lines and then and probably your cues as well well yeah I, that's what I usually do anyway I know people who record only their lines oh I've when I've done it before I've recorded all the lines including mm -hmm. those of my own character plus everybody else's right that way if I can't think of the line I can hear it yeah you can hear it and you also will be somewhat off book for the other characters which is helpful yeah so that's a great opportunity if I I'm going to be in the car driving uh, driving to get to rehearsal. I put on the recording and listen to it. And yeah. I, I find... It's I mean, a huge help. There are people who learn and memorize different ways. I'm an auditory learner. There are some people who are visual learners, and it helps them to look at the script. Yeah, they're... 
different people have different techniques. Yeah. I, I'm, I think with that lines in particular, I'm an auditory learner because mm -hmm. I figure in the actual forum that you're going to have to be delivering the performance, it's all going to be auditory cues. This is true. So that has worked for me in the past, and it was a great use of the time, I thought. Just like this is a great use of time. Yeah. On our commute, we're recording an episode for you. Yay. Indeed. <laughs> well, I think we kind of covered everything we wanted to discuss. All right. Well, this topic. We'll be running a little bit short today, but... Hey, you know, you got an episode of us in the car, so you, you should listen, be thankful. No. You could listen to it in your car if you so desire. Yes, you can. Maybe you do that with all our episodes. I don't know, but this Maybe will help establish the atmosphere. So the road noise and the bumping is not necessarily your own car. It might be ours. <laughs> it doesn't mean... Uh, you, you gotta get to a mechanic right away. Yes, apparently we do. But. <laughs> or it's just that this road needs some work. If you've got more transportation uh, issues you'd like us to cover or any other ideas, you can give us an email at podcast at backstage.link. That's podcast at backstage.link in case it didn't get picked up by the road noise. Yes. <laughs> and you can also visit our website at backstage.link and our Facebook can be found by searching for the Backstage Show. And we thank you for listening, and thank you for tuning in, and tune in next week when we might not have an episode. <laughs> or, or we might. Or there we might be a different know. episode, or it might be the episode already, uh, that we're recording next. Might, uh, who it knows? might be. We don't know what order we have we're no doing idea. anymore. We're completely unprofessional now. <laughs> we're improv I, I know you're used to us being very rigid and professional and exacting in what we do. I just, <laughs> I, I just thought of another thing as far as uh, transportation-related things. Let's throw it in, sure. Yeah, how about the after party or uh, going somewhere out after the show? That used to be a lot more difficult before GPS. True. That's, what I, that, that's my main thought on that. Well, I think most theaters kind of over time establish sort of a go-to place. Yeah, but most places For better they'll, or worse. they'll go out after the show. Sometimes there'll be cast parties. All I can say is if you're going out after a show... And you're having a few drinks, don't drive after that. Let's put that in there. <laughs> yeah, disclaimer. Yes. Fair enough. All right. So we'll catch you next episode, whenever that will be, or was, or... Is, or will forever sh shall be. Yes. World without end, amen. Meantime, thanks for listening. I'm Glenn. And I'm Jim, and see you next time. ratio for this is not going to be great. See that okay? The, the, the road? Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> the list. It's a little more important than I see the road. Yeah, well, yeah. Alright, I'll let you actually get on the turnpike proper and then I then we can start officially. Yeah, that would be a little better than I'm glad and whoa! <laughs> ah, look out for that truck! Thanks, Glenn. You're welcome. That's podcast at back. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> that really fell apart at the end. <laughs> that might need some creative editing.